When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Trade mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. And Toyota, Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. Good morning, wherever you might be, right around Australia, however you're listening to us. Thank you as we fire up for a Thursday, all thanks to Host Plus. It is trade mornings. An interesting night last night. The Western Bulldogs best and first. We'll get to that. A three-club star. Jack Gunson's about to be. We might talk three-club superstars in the history of the VFL, AFL. If you've got one off the top of your head, 0419-187-323. There is one creme de la creme star who has three different jumpers hanging at home in the trophy room, there's so much to get into. We might finally get to the uh, original salary dump story from New York <laughs> shortly. We have been also threatening to do the top three players we would pay the most in the 22 and under team. So we'll get to that and plenty more of your calls as well. one 55 48 for Host Plus. Good morning to you, Josh Jenkins. Good morning, Cam and uh, listeners. Four clubs, um, Adelaide, Geelong, Essendon and Townsville Crocs. Yeah, I'll tell you what. The now uh, extinct, defunct Townsville Crocs. Yeah, but, you know, it's not your fault. In fact, when you were... It's uh, most definitely not my fault. When you were plucked from far north Queensland to go and play and uh, join the rookie list of the Bombers, some would say that was the beginning of the demise (laughs) for the great club (laughs) up in Townsville. Well, they're doing all right. Now, I know this is an AFL trade radio show. It is. The former captain is now the coach of the Perth Wildcats. Yes, the MVP mm-hmm. is man about town yeah, abso- in this very town. <laughs> Absolutely. And little old me. So we did all right. There you go. Hey, a uh, lot to get into. Let's start there with is. Queensland. Let's start with the Sunshine State because it has been a interesting month for the Brisbane Lions because they there was a big question mark about how they handle finals. They come out, they beat the Tigers in somewhat controversial with the arc situation, mm. but they get there and they go to Melbourne and they were incredible. Nearly five goals down on the Ds, belted them in the second half to get rid of that MCG hoodoo to some respect. And then a week later got belted by the team who then obviously won a uh, grand final in similar manner. Chris Fagan in that situation and the allegations leveled towards the Hawthorne Football Club at his time there. Then, of course, reared its ugly, unfortunate head last week. And we continue to watch that sad state of affairs as it plays out. But then they have absolutely gone to that next level in the trade period. I know it hasn't officially started yet, but Josh Dunkley says, I'm going to take a six-year deal and head to the Brisbane Lions. And Jack Gunston yesterday says, you know what I want to do? 
I want to do what Luke Hodge mm. and Grant Birchall, my premiership teammates, did late in my career. I want to go to a club like the Lions. Lifestyle plays a fair bit of a part of it. Huge. This is a team. This is a team after four straight years of playing September have continued to retool Josh Jenkins. They are, and it kind of snuck up on me a little bit. But when you, and I'm keen to just jot it down uh, what may be their best 22 for next season. And they've they've always been, the talent's been undeniable. Mm-hmm. The system has been queried by some, but the talent is undeniable. Let's put the Chris Fagan stuff to the side, which is hard to do in it terms is. of it will impact them. But for the sake of you know talking about their personnel and their talent and what they may acquire, if they can pull off everything that they uh, that has been reported thus far, so they've got the two boys in the draft mm-hmm. that they can get their hands on. Now that's going to take some work, and we'll work our way through that. If Gunston can get done, now he's a free agent, but you and I spoke before the show mm. that perhaps they're better off trading for him, and we've seen how that's gone down in the past. A late pick to save losing some compensation. And if they can get Dunkley in, well, there's a very good chance they bring in four first 18 players. Remarkable. Let's Straight just, up. Let's break it down because very rarely, very rarely do you get five cracks at having a legitimate premiership opportunity. And in 2019, they went, Chris Fagan in 2018, I remember that summer of 2018 where they were really the eating a bit team we were talking about. I think they won five games in 2018. They might be the most optimistic five-win team we've ever spoken yeah. about, and it all proved to be correct. Mm. They had an outstanding 2019. They lost by, I think, two or three points, under a goal definitely to the Giants. But there was disappointment attached to having two home finals and losing them. 2020. Most of it in their home state with the pandemic of which you were a part of, had an opportunity, belted Richmond, and then got belted by your cats Mm. in a prelim. We go to 21 again. Last round, things go their way. They get a home second week final after uh, being pretty disappointing the week before. And the dogs run over the top of them. So the question marks were there. They eroded some of that away this year. But this has been year number five. And when you go through generations of AFL, in particular AFL, five teams that have five cracks at it traditionally get one, JJ. Mm. We're talking Collingwoods. We're talking Hawthorne. They're multiples. We're talking the Cats, and that's been sustained over a decade, but they've been able to get one at the start and, and one at the end. Richmond fell away 12 months ago, but have retooled in a, in a pretty good way. Very rarely do you retool in year number five and be a legitimate premiership favourite, but based on the paper... You could probably argue that point right now. Well, I think you could. And the thing is, and this is the Geelong mantra, it's been the Geelong way. If you keep giving yourself a chance, you keep giving yourself a chance. Yeah. And, and 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 perhaps eventually the door will open and, and will swing in your favour. And that's an important part in all this. You need a few things to go your way. And Brisbane to me, look like they're going to give themselves on paper in terms of the personnel and the talent that is on that piece of paper, they look fully loaded and they're going to be better than they were this season with, and we are jumping to conclusions a little bit with Ashcroft and Fletcher, but let's just say that they are 
I think it's a safe-ish assumption to suggest that both will play a lot of AFL footy next year. Look, if you have a look at this legitimately, even if you take Fletcher out of it, which I believe he'll play, like you said, a lot of footy. Ascroft goes in and is being compared to Dacos. Mm-hmm. And because of their strong, deep midfield, with Dunkley going in for a start, you don't necessarily have to put him in the middle of the ground and say, hey, we need you desperately to carry this midfield or at least do a lot of great things to be good. So you can ease him in with his very, very nice skill set mm. without saying, hey, we don't have Lockie Neal. Yep. Oh, gee, what do we do? You've you got to be in the guts, right? And Jack Gunston is an upgrade on Dan McStay. Yeah, no doubt. Right? So, yep. And Gunston goes in from a mature age, of course, winning premierships and everything that comes with that. Mm-hmm. He he just slots into a into a forward line. And there's, there's always been criticism around Joe Danaher, and I understand exactly why. But his shoulder was being – he was playing good footy at the start of the year. His shoulder was being held together by a Band-Aid. He chose to not have the surgery and try and fight through the pain. And Eric Hipwood come back from an ACL – and probably played his best football when they actually had yeah. circumstances where McInerney wasn't there yeah. and they had a bit more room to actually operate. So if they tinker with those things, Hipwood's better for the run. Joe Danaher hopefully gets a decent crack at it. And that's, yep. a, that's a big if when you've had regular and consistent injuries, but we know how talented he is. Gunston goes in and Josh Dunkley's a goal-kicking big bull of a forward who comes with premiership credentials as well. There's... There's a lot to like. I, I know you'll go through into the 22, which we'll get to in a moment, mm. but there is a lot to like about the, this Brisbane Lions there team. There is. The interesting element is 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 the one that you just referenced in terms of there's no doubt Brisbane looked better uh, when they lost McInerney at the start of the game yep. and were forced to play McStay in the ruck and were, and were shorter and more versatile in the forward line. There were, there's no doubt they were better in that in that situation. And then the the next game, uh, Danaher was the late um, late omission against Melbourne, and they won that game as well. So they, there is no doubt, they looked better, smaller. Now they're one; they've been one of the few teams who, for a long time, they were really keen to play two rucks, genuine rucks. So they played Stefan Martin and Oscar McInerney. This to start the season. Now, admittedly, Hipwood was out. They played McInerney and Darcy Fort. They've been really keen under Chris Fagan, who comes from Hawthorne, where they like to play two rucks, Hale and McAvoy, and, and play some tall guys. There's no doubt they look better without the extra tall. Now, Gunston coming in for, for McStay probably provides the best of both worlds. He can stand in there and compete when needed, but he's more flexible. He's more versatile. He can spend time up on a wing. He can go behind the ball when they need to control the game. So... From a personnel point of view in the front half, I think they look better as well. What I would argue too, though, with McStay is that his two best games were in those two finals where there was more room. So while we talk about Hitwood playing better, Joe Danaher uh, didn't have a major impact in that first final, although he ended up kicking the, the game winner. McStay was really good. Fort was really good. Those sort of ways to go about it. Now, hindsight's a wonderful thing, and we sit here and we can say, you know what? Geez, they shouldn't have brought McInerney and Danaher back in. For, it, it made no difference. The Cats were going to belt them by 10 goals, I think, either way. And I think both of those men deserve the opportunity to come back in, in for particular sure. Danaher, who had at least been part of that first final. But the thing that will be interesting from here on end for the next two weeks is how they approach it. Because you mentioned the Jack Gunston thing. They do not want to pick him up as a free agent because mm. it hurts the compensation again. Don't want to harp on it. I'm not huge on how it gets dished out. 
But if Gunston was to join the Brisbane Lions as a free agent, mm. then there is no way, if they're trying to push for a late first round for McStay based on possibly the deal the Pies are giving, yeah. they're not going to get that. They're not going to get that all of a sudden. And they desperately need that to get guys, Ashcroft and Fletcher in when it comes to points. Keeping in mind, they do have to trade for Josh Dunkley. Yes. So they're going to have to try and go to Hawthorne and say, okay. Yeah. Well, Isaac Smith, when he joined the Cats, I think it was a third round yep. free agency compensation. I think at Gunston's age, even though he's worth more than a third round pick and how he's played good footy at times, I think that sits about right. So if you get a third round, you've got to trade it. They cannot pick up Jack Gunston as a free agent. No ifs, buts or maybes. They, 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 they've got some work to do. So their, their, uh, their personnel department, their list management team, recruiting team, they've got some work to do. They do. But they are in a good position. Absolutely. The, the, the work they've got to do is not to acquire and find talent. The talent is already there and willing. Uh, they've just got to be able to um, move a few pieces and make sure that they can get everyone in that wants to come in. And, and honestly, I know, I absolutely 100% know that everyone would maybe somewhat disagree with this. Just do whatever you have to do to get these players in, right? If it, if it costs you surplus points next year, who cares? Because you're bringing in Ashcroft and Fletcher anyway. Mm. The, the draft from everyone who tells us and continues to harp on it, this year's draft isn't as strong as next year's. But if I'm the Brisbane Lions, I don't care about next year's draft. Because no. if you get these guys in... You're in it, it to win it. Absolutely. And you are able to snaffle a flag, considering how hard they are, and they haven't won one for what will be 20 years next year. If you take a little pain of the draft or a year or two after it, You've set yourself up nicely. It's not the way the AFL, outside of Geelong, traditionally have worked, but I'd be like, stuff the draft. We're getting these two kids in. I agree. We, Dunkley's only 25, JJ. Which yeah, he feels, he he does. feels closer to 30. He's the one, of all of these, he's the one that feels like it might be the trickiest. He's the one, because the dogs have already uh, forced him to play or remain when he wanted to get out. Yep. So, you know, or you've, you've got a level of confidence that the dogs might say, well, we are pretty confident that he'll come back and play for us if he, if he, even if he doesn't want to necessarily be here. And we spoke about that situation yesterday. So he might be the trickiest well, of Well, what's he all. worth? He, he won last night. For people who might not be aware, he won last night's best and fairest. At the Bulldogs. He beat Liberatore. Aaron Norton was third. But Josh Dunkley is leaving the red, white, and blue as their best and fairest. He finished second in 2019. He's an incredibly strong midfielder who goes forward and can kick goals, which is something that's an added bonus in any football league around the world. The fact is right now that he's at minimum. He's at minimum. I think there might be a future first round on the table, but he's at a minimum a first and at a second, right? Mm. Minimum? Am I? Yeah. I'm not yeah. overstating it. They're offering him a six-year deal. He's had a best and fairest year for a team that made the eight. I don't necessarily always – I don't know that this is a situation where you marry up what they've offered him uh, with what he's worth. I think – I don't know that Brisbane would have been one of the natural uh, first fits for him, that he would have looked around mm-hmm. and thought, well, if I do want to leave the dogs – do I want to go to a bigger club in Melbourne and then all of a sudden Brisbane have, have swooped in and clearly they've swayed him. So I think potentially part of that swaying process is, well, this is a gigantic deal. I didn't know one of these deals was probably available to me. So maybe what he's going to be worth from a, from a, a capital point of view is not necessarily 
going to be parallel with what they've offered. In, so in I Brisbane. would, I think, I think the money from the Western Bulldogs and the Brisbane Lions is about the same. Mm. And we spoke about this earlier in the week. I think AFL clubs are doing it a tad different, where they get to an actual figure of what the player wants or what he believes he wants, and then they then smooth it out over a certain amount of years. And the Brisbane Lions have said, okay, well, here's the money, which is similar, yep. similar to the Western Bulldogs, but we're going to give it to you over six years, right, which is fine when you're a 25-year-old. I think it's a lifestyle issue. And not an issue, a lifestyle decision. Decision, yeah. He's spoken about it, but still the dogs offered him a fair bit, so it's it's, be- it's, it's good. The hub, the hub's coming back to haunt some Melbourne Possibly. teams. Yeah, but don't make no mistake. Now I lived in the hub in Queensland. There weren't many players who didn't say, staff members included, who didn't at some point say, "Geez, it'd be all right living up here in the winter." So maybe well, Joe Danaher spoke about the fact that it, uh, it's he was going to Sydney twelve months earlier. It swayed him to to head north. It was beautiful up there in the winter time. Well, I'll tell you this. They are a very, very, very strong proposition. Off the text, but Brisbane are unlikely to have a coach, says Ross. That That is... Yeah, we've factored that yeah, in. Yeah, we, we have. And... I'll tell you what they're going to have. They may not have Chris Fagan, mm. but they're going to have a, a high-level coach who's going to come in. I'm not saying that it's going to be better or worse or even even to where Chris Fagan is at and what he's been able to do, yeah. but they're going to have a high-level coach somewhere along the yeah, line. Yeah, and it's absolutely a consideration. And yep. it may, you know what? It may completely derail it them. May. But right here, right now, we look at the 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 players and uh, on the piece of paper. We don't worry about the coach for a moment. If you just look at the talent that might be coming through the doors versus what might be going out in McStay and maybe Darcy Gardner, what comes in is significant if and provided they can get it done. One three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. One three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Bulldogs fans, what's he worth? What What do you believe, Josh Dunkley, Premiership player, best and fairest runner up in twenty nineteen, best and fairest winner last night, the Charlie Sutton Medal. One three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. And you're desperate to keep him. Five year deal being offered. So, what in your mind mm. is he worth? And if you want to, if you want to write off the lines on the back of a 71-point prelim final loss. Just cast your mind back when you were likely stuck in your home, mm-hmm. locked down watching the footy, when Melbourne absolutely obliterated Geelong in mm-hmm. a prelim final to the tune of 83 points. So if you wanted to ride off the Cats, they come back and made a fool of you, don't make the same mistake with Brisbane. I think too many people make mistakes based on one game to have an Absolutely. assumption. Absolutely. Particularly at the end of the year yeah. we, when more eyes mm. are on and people want to make, have louder takes and hotter takes on the teams that are actually the best in the competition. We treat them like they are the worst. So I think if you if you finish eighth and go on a little bit of a fairy tale run and you get belted by 10 goals on a prelim and... We'll say North that Melbourne in 2015. I, I guess that sentiment fits a bit better, but I, I like to look at the overall 23 weeks. Sydney, by the end of it, were by far the second best team. Now, they got belted. They got belted on one day, and there might be some some mental demons that are attached to that. I get that. But to suggest that that proves that they're a long way off winning a flag, I think is incorrect. And same as Brisbane. They were a good team. They fell a little short, but they're getting better. Even if you look at them, as the fifth or sixth ranked team in the AFL, and they didn't beat Richmond, they're adding Dunkley, they're adding Gunston, and they're adding two insanely talented youngsters to give the team. A so don't get caught up anywhere around there on one game. Hey, Jack Gunston, of course, choosing to sign with Brisbane is a plus for Host Plus. 
and Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, run only to benefit its members. Search, compare, Host Plus today. We're going to get to the news. We're going to get to your calls. We've got the budget not far away, but just on Brisbane, JJ has got the 22, the starting 22 for round one next year. So we'll have a little look at that in the next five or six, uh, five or six minutes as well. Trade mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. And Toyota, Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. Well, thanks to Beaumont Tiles. Bit of news kicking around. And yesterday, Jack Graham was on the way to visit family and just uh, swung by Elwoodon as well to check out Port Adelaide facilities. He met with uh, Port Adelaide coach Ken yeah. Hinckley. What have got a fright when he <laughs> checked the, uh, with, with the greatest of respect, uh, checked the power facilities out uh, versus what he's been used to at Tigerland. Mm. Well, <laughs> it looks like a good spot for him too. And they've moved on pretty uh, quickly. I, 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 I'm, I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm cold on Graham to Port, but. Why so? I don't think they. I don't think he's the type they need. But that's my view. I think if they're going to have Wines and Drew around mm-hmm. the ball, Boke's not a Boke's a good runner, but he's not a great kick. He's a good kick. He's not a great kick. I think you're adding, and I don't think Graham's a great kick either. So I'm. I'm just. I'm just probably a little standoffish about Graham okay. to Port. He's a very good player. Yes. Make no mistake about it. But um, I, I don't see the fit. All right. Well, he's contracted still next year, and he's put the hand up, or at least word filtered out that he might be, if an opportunity arises hey, with in Hopper Adelaide, and Taranto. And absolutely, it's a it's a quick lesson for him, though. In uh, nothing will get past the media in Adelaide. Uh, Emma Henderson, I think it was that uh, the journalist's name. Anyway, did a great job. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out for Jack Graham, the two-time Premiership player. I apologise. Yesterday I had him as one-time. Well, lucky JJ was here to remind me about 2017. <laughs> and Kel Toomey this morning on AFL Media. You can check it out, afl.com.au reporting that uh, talks have really ramped up for the Sydney Swans to uh, sign pre-agent, of course, still 12 months of free that. agency. It's new. Uh, Tom Papley, of course. Yeah. Well, he wanted to go to Carlton a couple of years ago, but uh, since then has gone to a whole new level, including an All-Australian uh, blazer 12 months ago. So... It's understood discussions have developed in recent weeks as the Swans aim to tie him down well before that. And they wouldn't want to go into the new year with Tom Papley, an impending free agent, considering how important he is to the Sydney Swans. Mm, added a few line. dollars to his contract yeah. too with his ability to go around yeah. the ball and uh, get inside some centre bounces and do a bit of that work too. I actually thought he played pretty well in the grand final when he, he went around. 17 the, and a goal, I think. He, yeah. yeah, he was... In a in a in a in a role that can be tough, particularly when your team's getting thumped, he uh, yeah, he's one of the better players for sure. That's the news floating around. Hey, Tyler's need stock fast. Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over one hundred and fifteen outlets stocked up. You can get involved. One three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. One three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Bulldogs fans, we want to hear from you all around. Josh Dunkley, Dunkley and the Dogs third mm. in two thousand and twenty two for thirty seven and a future first. That's Matt and Geelong. Uh, I like this one. Just nice and simple. Uh, Darcy Gardner and 15. Pick mm-hmm. 15 for Dunkley. That's close-ish. Yeah. Look, Brisbane have just got to balance the act. Oh. Right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Brisbane, again, in isolation for Dunkley, a, a lot of what we've got off the text is, you know, somewhat accurate and you can make a case for it. But Brisbane have got so much else to balance that – 
it's going to be tricky for them. I don't envy uh, the the uh, list management team at the Lions. Dunks worth two first-round picks with maybe a third-round pick going from the Dogs to the Lions to give them some points. Need to force Brisbane Lions to pony up, as Bevo said, which he did last night. He, he singled out Sam Powell. Has to get to work now from the Bulldog point of view, uh, seeing as he will be making them stronger, no doubt. His profile and the fact he was our best player this year. So there you go. That might be something that... Just the the points the Lions yeah. desperately we'll need do, to hold on to. We were doing a bit of complicated. We're doing it. Well, you were doing a bit of research on uh, this text from Connor about uh, Connor says, "G'day boys, I've done a bit of research and found that Patrick Dangerfield and Lockie Neal are the only players since 2015 to win the BNF, then depart in the same year. Josh Dunkley has done the same, or is about to be uh, just doing the same thing if he leaves." The dogs. So um, those players, and I was one of these who don't believe in the transparency and authenticity of best and fairest counts. There we go. Yeah, look, I, I had a little look this morning as we were talking about it. There's not many. They're the only two names I could actually find in really the last 20 or so years mm. that didn't include a retirement or whatever it might have been. So there, there is no doubt it's very rare where you're the best player at your team and next thing you know, you're in different colours. But it is an interesting conversation. Uh, now, I do notice your mega, 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 mega trade has a couple of flaws, or at least um, well, crinkles, which we'll get to I'm, shortly. I'm, I'm going to, so I put on a, an associate to, to, to yes. assist me yes. with these uh, mega trades, and I woke up to, I've been uh, logging some hours over the past few days, and I woke up to, uh, no, sorry, I didn't see these texts when they came through yesterday. So I thought, you know what? Yesterday I copped a little bit of flack and, you know, Dugowie moving him to Sydney and then mm-hmm. reports that he'd re-sign an hour later. So I felt a little foolish. I thought, look, I'll, 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 I'll employ, I'll put someone on a retainer and, yeah. and I'll get them to do a trade yeah, for me. I'd and, be chipping that retainer away a little oh, bit yeah, if I was oh, you. The, the, the agreement's been so, completely wiped away because... I don't uh, want you to go with it yet. No, I'm not going to go with it. I think can you I still need with, to get over can it. Can I go with the aftermath of... Because I, I wrote back and said, where is such and such pick coming from? Mm. And where is that future pick coming from? And this person has written back, may have cooked it. Yeah, well, so let me, and it's someone we work very closely with. So and I've, he, I've been deliberately set up to it, fail. I it, it feels that way. It feels like he's done a deal with the SEN and the trade radio digital people to make sure that the interaction is high by them having a go at you. Because yesterday I left out your... Uh, pay half the salary to yeah, Tom Mitchell, yeah. which Key ingredient. added to the uh, the anger. What I will say about this guy, who 99% of the time doesn't miss, just felt he just partied a little harder. You thought grand final was the end of the marathon mm. when he really had a fair bit to go. So you tidy that up. I'll just wait till I see him. <laughs> We've got to get to the budget. We've got to get to the best 22 at the Lions in round one next year as well. And your calls, let's fire them up. one 300 23-55-48. Listening to Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. You're listening to Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. Trade Mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. And... Toyota, Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. I 
It's budget time. Stole that song off Lloydie. And did a great job. Lloydie wanted to use it. Thieving it. Mm. The budget. Million dollars up for grabs. And JJ says this is what the clubs need to do. Not necessarily what they're thinking or it's being reported they're going to do. This is what they need to do. We do it all thanks to Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians and for Toyota. Toyota certified pre-owned in a class of its own. Just quickly, Michael Riscatelli, another one at the end of 2010 who won a best and fairest and then left the football club. Let's start with the Ds. Did the budget, is that where you want to go, JJ? Yeah, we're doing the Ds, the Ruse and the Power. So we're going to leave uh, five for tomorrow. Got plenty of time. I want to really – Richmond intrigued me a little bit, so I need to spend a bit more time on the Tigers. Uh, so – who are we starting with? Melbourne. We're starting with Melbourne. Makes sense. M become, uh, comes before N. Uh, Melbourne, the best presenters in the AFL mm-hmm. is what they tell me. Okay. If you go and meet with the Ds as a player, you will be uh, swept off your feet. I've heard that a few times. Uh, I've thrown this guy up before, and you have to sway him, A, to leave his club, and they the club aren't going to be keen for him to leave. And then you have to sway him. Instead of jumping on a an outbound plane from Adelaide to Perth, you need to convince him to go from Adelaide to Melbourne. Or better yet, get a private plane and drop him off at Casey. Charter. Uh, Mitch Georgiades. So go and present to him. You've got to get him to conv- convince him to take the meeting. Say, we've got Big Max Gorn, first use. We've got Clary. We've got Christian. We will get you. That many opportunities to get your hands on the chariot's not funny. Tom McDonald can go into this and do the second rucking or Ben Brown. And Georgiades will still be a number two in terms of size beside Brown and or McDonald. I've got immense, massive upside hope for Georgiades. I think he can develop into uh, one of the better not big marking forwards in the game, but marking forwards in the game. He's only 192. He's not genuine key forward size, but he can jump on packs. Jump in packs, over packs. He can stand on heads. Did he take the mark of the year this year? Did he win the award? No, he did not. He was nominated. He was nominated. Uh, he He's a serious... Oh, he did win. He did, did he? Did he win mark of the year? He was nominated. Did I he, thought did he, he win did. in the end? Yeah, okay. I'm not huge on marking goal of the year until they include finals, but uh, that's another he, conversation for another What day. he can do, whether he won it or not, he can take mm-hmm. a grab. Absolutely he can. And he's only going to get better and better. He, he generates he generates a, a lot of shots on a goal for a young forward, and uh, I love him. So Melbourne, now you don't necessarily going to have to spend the whole mill on him. Half? Six? No, more, 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 more. Six? You know, well, you got to sweep him off his feet. Seven? Present. Seven. First slide, seven fifty. Okay, seven fifty. Well, you got to get him. Well, it'd be uh, that'd go a long way to sweeping him off I have, his feet. I have, I have great faith in the young man mm. that he will uh, quickly be worth seven fifty. Okay. Yeah, I like him a lot. Maybe more than you. The way you're looking at. Me. No, I, I'm huge on Georgiatas. I'm just saying seven fifty is it is a their lot of cash. It is their great need. Absolutely, they are absolutely solidified down back. They've got a lot of cash invested in May and Lever, and that works. The other option now, I'm never, I'm never really uh, in this camp of saying, "Oh, just send a back forward." So Petty went forward for ten minutes and looked good, but it's easy to do that. We can, we, we can, we can, we can throw up a heap of players who have gone from back to forward. Oh, look out! There's a mark. Once they've been planned for, once the defenders are knowing they're coming their way, I don't necessarily think it'll work. I'd rather leave Petty where he's at. And I would um, 
prefer to try and bring someone like Georgiades in, who kicked 23 goals from 19 games. I reckon he uh, missed, I think he was a little inaccurate too. So that isn't necessarily a great goals per game average. It's not terrible for a young player, just over one goal per game, but I think he was inaccurate as well. So uh, Georgiades would be the man I would chase if I was the D's. Not disagreeing that he would be nice there. It'd be interesting to see they'd have to give him that amount of cash and then they would have to then be able to find, I guess, when it comes to draft picks to satisfy Port Adelaide. But uh, I like Georgiades. So it's a good start. So the other 250 is just... Yeah, we'll just, just hang on trip. to it. Yep. Yeah, we'll just okay. hang on to it. Give, North- it, give it to... Um, Give it to uh, give it to Maxi. Okay, there you go. Two fifty. It's uh, a Max Gorn as well. Let's get to uh, North Melbourne. Uh, North Melbourne. <clears throat> now, he's been linked to the club already. Mm-hmm. Griffin Logue. I'm a huge Griffin Logue guy. I think he's an immediate. I don't think I know. He is an immediate upgrade on Aiden Core and Josh Walker. And uh, I'm glad I saw this man yesterday, not today. I saw Josh Walker running the ten yesterday. So if he was listening this morning and I saw him today, he might club me on the way past. But he's there's no doubt that Griffin Logue is an upgrade on both of those guys. He's got the ability to go forward, but I think, and I've heard that he's really keen just to be settled down back. He's the sneaky best athlete in the AFL camp. The sneaky best athlete. He doesn't look like uh, an outstanding athlete, mm-hmm. but he's got ups. He's stronger than you think. He's a little quicker than you think, and he can play... On almost anyone he play, I've seen him play on Lance Franklin. I've seen him do a good job on Jeremy Cameron. He's strong enough to play on the bigger guys. He's uh, agile enough to play on the smaller guys. I'm a really big fan of Griffin Logue, so I'd spend a considerable amount of the million on him, around six hundred, and then I would spend the remaining four hundred or three fifty. Try and find the next Pat Lipinski. So try and add to your squad. With someone who's not getting an opportunity in the VFL or the state league, who can come straight in and, and play a role. We played against Pat Lipinski when he was with Footscray in the VFL the year previous. He had 37 and kicked three. It was a slippery night. And it, basically everyone walked off the ground and said, well, he needs to be playing AFL. Gets the opportunity at Collingwood, doesn't miss a game, plays as the extra mid around the ball and has a really good season. There's another one of those around. And North Melbourne need to find probably a few but they need to find someone who can do that for them. Now, this won't work for your $1 million cap in the budget, but what I think North Melbourne just need to be aware of and maybe just to make sure that it's A-OK, if Isaac Rankin doesn't work, if Gold Coasters continue to dig their heels in Pardon me. and Adelaide are just like, look, and they're going to front-end this contract, a couple of good texts saying is that front your front-end contracts – to these talented kids to get them out of clubs, knowing that it's not going to hurt you next year, knowing that Adelaide probably aren't a legitimate premiership contender. So they front-end it so it gets whittled around when you can go and attract other players, right? I'm not saying they make a play for Isaac Rankin, but if things work out the way that it probably will work out okay and Adelaide will get him and I'll give up pick five and a future, whatever it might be. Yep. But if they all of a sudden, Isaac Rankin's heading to the preseason draft, Oh, hello. North Melbourne should be ready to pounce. Because if you put Larky, Zerha, and Rankin inside your 50 mm. going forward. Yeah, it's nice. It's a nice six to eight to a decade oh, yeah. forward line you've got. Larky just needs help. He needs a pill to get down there. Yeah, love Nick Larky. Zerha's a bull. You spoke yeah. about him yesterday. And Isaac Rankin, I know that Adelaide are keen when you're paying that type of cash to play him a bit more as a midfielder. But 
I'm, I'm not saying they get involved. I'm simply saying be ready mm. in the unlikely event. And that's also another reason why you front end a contract because if you front end a contract and they end up in the preseason draft, like Jack Martin did from the Gold Coast Suns a few years ago, you have to 100% pay the player what they've been guaranteed they're going to pay every year. So if, if a player gets $1.4 in the first year, that club has to pay him $1.4 mm. in that mm. year. It has mm. to match yeah. exactly. Everything. So just be aware if it falls down. I don't expect it to, but if it does, North Melbourne would be well within their rights to go, you know what, let's get Isaac Rankin into this football club. Mm. Yeah, I like it. Mm. Don't mind it. Port Adelaide, talk to me. steal my segment. Port. Now... Where there's smoke, there's usually some fire. And his name came from nowhere in terms of uh, being a trade commodity or a potential trade prospect. Kazaya Pickett, Cozzy, mm. Port are clearly going to make a play for him at some stage. Now, they're saying it won't be this year, but they'll be making a play for him at some stage. He's, of course, from Adelaide. He's got the family connection at the power. He was uh, he ended my uh, recruiting and uh, uh, talent identification career early because I wasn't uh, was involved in the under eighteen squad uh, SA that he was in, and I well, eh, I don't really see it with Cosy. And sure enough, a premiership player within twenty four months. <laughs> I think they'll make it. I, I think that it may never come out this trade period. It may, the news may never filter out. But I think there will be a play made for Cozzy Pickett by Port this trade period. This trade period. Yes, I think they'll make a play for him. I think they'll ask the question. And it might only get to, hey, would there be interest in us getting it in, in getting it done this year? And his uh, people might say, no, nah, look, no. And, and that's as far as it might go. But it might go further. And I'm thinking that Port would give up a fair bit for him. Now, you've got to... Tread warily with him because he plays a very a role that is very difficult and it's an inconsistent role by nature. So only once in his career has he had 20 disposals in a game. Uh, 12 times this season, he had 10 or less touches. And 11 times this season, he had he kicked one or zero goals. So there are, you've got it. And this is what I, this is, the same issue for Isaac Rankin going to Adelaide in that town, playing that role, knowing that there will be multiple games where you have seven disposals and no goals, there comes a lot of heat. A lot of heat will come with that. But I think at some stage, whether it's this uh, trade period or next, Port Adelaide will make a big play for Cozzy Pickett. I'm, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, I'm not in love with Jack Graham to Port. I don't see the fit necessarily because of Wines, because of Drew, because of Boak. They've already they've already identified the need to add sizzle to their midfield. Hence why Rosie and Butters have gone in there. And now they're going to sort of backtrack and add in a more of a grunt midfielder. Now, Graham, excellent player, but he's a grunt midfielder. He's not an elite kick. He doesn't have silky skills like Rosie and Butters. He'd be a great addition, but I don't think he's necessarily what they need. And I do believe they'll make a play for Cozzy. Which forward line, Melbourne or Port Adelaide, and you've got Georgiatis 
playing for both. Playing for both teams right now. <laughs> so pick pick whatever one you want him to play well, for. Let's here. just say he stays well, where he's at. Well, which forward line works better to help some of the inconsistencies in Pickett's game to be diminished? Um, oh, I think they're both. They've both got their issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie Dixon's a great target, so he'll be a great focal point for Cozzy to be able to crumb. I imagine, I imagine crumbing to Ben Brown and McDonald and Fritch is yep. somewhat difficult mm-hmm. because they're forwards who like to get on the move and lead uh, at the ball. So you know the the, the drop zone or or, or the the front and center uh, area would be harder to predict. Whereas with Dixon. He's more than happy to stand, wrestle, and then get up at the ball. So you generally know where he is, is where the ball's going to go. So I imagine it'll be a little bit easier with him. Marshall's similar to the other two at Melbourne who likes to get on the move, so he's harder to predict. And Georgiades is like Dixon in the sense that he can jump up on a pack and create a soft spill, and that's where Cozzy Pickett is so dangerous. So I'd imagine the port forward line would be easier to play in, but then again, you do get some... Uh, good supply and probably more supply from the Melbourne midfielders and the Melbourne side as a whole. So pros and cons, Melbourne, as there always is. North Melbourne and Port Adelaide, budget-wise, let us know what you think at Trade Radio, at Josh Jenkins. No, no, no. no. Is that God, your no. Twitter name? Is it at Josh Jenkins? No, no it's, oh, at, it's not. It's at Cam Luke. <laughs> Uh, yeah, at Josh Jenkins 24. Thank you. See, the boys out the back don't miss a beat. Uh, trade mornings for Host Plus and an industry super fun for all Australians and for Toyota. Toyota certified pre-owned in a class of its own. We'll get to a break. Jason, we're coming to you. Yes, Jason. And all hang the on, other Jace. people who are hanging on. one 48 to get involved. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. The Trade Rewind for Pazload. All-new Pazload Trim Master. Built to perform. Reliability. Comfort. Performance. In-store now. Trade Rewind time. It's when we hit Rewind and have a look at a trade that has, well, not always worked for both clubs. So let's go back to 2018. We touched on the Brisbane Lions to kickstart the show. This man's a superstar. He's got a Brownlow medal in the back pocket. His name is Lockie Neal. Brisbane received Lockie Neal and pick 30. Mm Mm-hmm. The Fremantle Dockers received pick six, who well, it went around about fifteen different clubs over the time of the uh, of the trade period. Who ended it ended up going to the Gold Coast Suns, and Ben King was able to got it, get it. Frio used it for Jesse Hogan, so I think it went from Brisbane to Fremantle to Melbourne to the Gold Coast, which I think would include Stephen May. I am. Uh, just off the top of my head, yelling some things out. But I know that Stephen May was involved. I know that uh, Ben King was drafted. I know Jesse Hogan was involved. So uh, that pick six in 2018 that was used to unlock the Lockie Neal to Lions deal went around and had some very handy players attached to it. They also got pick 19. They got traded to the Giants uh, that are used on Xavier O'Halloran and pick 55, which they traded to St Kilda, who then used it on Nick Hind. And can you tell me who picked 30 the Lions was in that year as well? Uh, Tom Berry. There you go. It was, who's still on the list, has had some opportunities, hasn't cemented a spot. But the guts, the bones of that deal is uh, is is fantastic. Neil and uh, Neil for Neil for King. Yeah. That's, I don't mind that. No, in the end. It's it, a blockbuster. Absolutely. But uh, both sides of that will be very happy. Adam Cooney, who I do a, uh, a show with Channel 7 on, the Armchair Experts, continues to tell me every single time we talk about Lockie Neal, he is the cleanest player beneath the knees he has ever seen. Would you agree with that sentiment? Oh, yeah. Yep. 
Hard to so, argue, isn't it? It's very, I'm not even going to try and argue. that. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly with that. Or new, uh, Pazalode, a trimaster built to perform, reliability and comfort performance. They're in store now. Make sure you get involved and trade rewind as well. Lockie Neal, what a superstar he is. For the Brisbane Lions, of which JJ is going to give us the starting 22 for round one in around 10 minutes' time. And his trade mornings for Host Plus. You can get involved very simply, one 23 And Jason has been waiting very patiently in Tasmania to do exactly that. Jason, good morning to you. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you, mate? I've got. I'm well. Um, I've got two trades. One's a, a quick one. Lloyd Meek for pick twenty six to the Eagles. Do you like that? Um, to the Eagles, did you say? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the Eagles might push back on that a little bit, but I don't. I don't dislike it. Yeah, and the, and the next one was. I think the Swans have got 16 and 17 this year. So I was saying the Swans will trade 16, 17 and a future first to mm. get Harry McKay and a future second. Oh, jeepers. Then <laughs> you've just upped the stakes. That's, For Harry Mac- Mackay and who? Who was the second Who was the uh, second part uh, of that? Ha- ha- yeah, future second. Plus a future so three second. three firsts. Yeah, so three yes, that's right. First to Colton. And Colton give him uh, and the future seconds is uh, just to lessen the pain of the three uh, Tell you what, in, in all in nah. all due respect to Lloyd Meek, you really uh, you buried the lead there with the uh, yeah, <laughs> you geez. warmed us up with the entree. Could have worked Lloyd out uh, of that, but um, oof. Oof. Nah, I, no, no, that, that's not enough for Harry Mackay. Not think. enough. No, nah, no. Nah. So sixteen, seventeen, and a future first. Where are we sending Harry out of interest? Sydney. Sydney. So you got to you got to think that that future first is going to be. Toward the back end. Eight, yeah, 17, 18, 19. Mm. So, you know, let's just say you're giving them three picks around 20 for Harry Mackay. Mm. It's not getting it done. And 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 uh, you're sending a second back as well. So, no, nah, that's not getting it done. I'll tell you what. Thank you, Jason. Anyone else can call I like it, though. I might use that for the mega. 5548. Well, you don't like it. So how are you going to use it for the mega mega? Well, you know, it, it, well, inaccuracy is... <laughs> What we look for in the mega. I'll tell you this as well around Carlton. And you know, there's that little bubble. I know Damien Barrett spoke about it, that he's, he's been asking, is there even 1% that Harry Mackay gets gets squeezed out with the salary cap and everything keeps saying no. So I believe that Harry Mackay is going to have, you know, another eight years minimum yeah. at the Carlton it's Football Club. It's 14 and 17 yeah, 14. Have. So yeah, that yeah. makes, you know, moves no them up a bit. No, I don't, you, you don't think No, I do not. But what I will say to... Love the effort though, Jason. Because I think Harry Mackay and Charlie Curnow, they complement each other, right? So you've got to keep that in mind. You mm. don't just say, well, they got, they got Charlie Curnow. So Harry Mackay might be the one who gets squeezed out. I think Charlie Curnow's value drops a little bit if he's one out, as does Harry Mackay. Mm. If he is one out, they work, they, they drafted these two players to play together and have a legitimate premiership crack. So to, I know you've got to balance the books and you've got to be smart about it. It's not easy when you've got players on your list that are well paid for, yep. uh, well paid for obvious reasons. But I, I think if you were to trade Harry Mackay, you don't get 100% of Charlie Curnow or mm. vice versa. Well, I can't foresee the, you know, and it's it is really tricky for us on the outside to 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 pretend we can see and and understand the books. And what they look like at each club, what the salary cap looks like. I can't see how Carlton would have a significant squeeze coming. So McGovern's deal is either expiring or expired, yeah. and that was huge. Mm-hmm. So there's there's going to be significant amount of money coming back there. Uh, 
And everyone else, Cripps has been on big money anyway. Mackay is reportedly on big money already. So you might only be having to find a couple of hundred thousand so, for, for Mackay. Charlie Curnow's been on big money all the way through. Walsh is probably the one who's jumped up. But as I said, McGovern's come back. Jack Martin's steal. How long has that got to but run? But that was so heavily front-ended, as mm. we touched on earlier. It was reported it was in one and a half million territory yeah. front-ended. So... Because he lost most of it in the COVID cuts. Uh, yeah. Which yeah. is not. I which sucks. But, yeah, you're right. Like, I just – and, again, I, I still believe that clubs now look at it and go, Harry Mackay's like, I want this amount of money. And they say, okay, we'll just give you a nine-year deal yeah. or an eight-year deal. And, it, honestly, if if that equates to a premiership after the disappointing two decades for Carlton, you win a flag and at the end of it, you get a little salary cap pain. Yeah. I think most Carlton fans would be like, you know what? We'll take a losing season to celebrate a premiership. I like it. All right, let's get to a break. You've got the 22. We've got to get to 22 and under. You've got the 22 for the Lions, and we've got more of your calls. one 2355 48 one 2355 48 For Host Plus, Josh Jenkins, Cam Luke, this is Trade Morning. Trade Mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. And Toyota, Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. Right around Australia, it's Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio. A little bit of news from Paddy Sweeney. Channel 9 over in the West. Uh, he's just tweeted in the last couple of minutes. Uh, Melbourne's Jaden Hunt could land at the West Coast Eagles as early as tomorrow when free agency period opens. They've been keeping an eye on him for, uh, this is his tweet I'm reading, Eagles have been keeping an eye on Hunt for some time. Coach Adam Simpson meeting with him. His piece would be welcome of halfback or a wing. He's a Local boy, or is he just choosing to uh, for a change in set? No, he's from Sandy. No, he's a Melbourne boy. Sandy, uh, Sandy Zebra. Well, there you go. So there you go, uh, Paddy Sweeney, and, and pretty locked in, pretty uh, really uh, locked in with the Dockers and the Eagles is Paddy Sweeney. So yeah. there'd be a fair bit of. Uh, I'd almost take that to the bank that Jaden Hart will be an Eagle. Well, he doesn't get a, a great deal wrong. Uh, when they're in his backyard, as uh, as the Eagles and the Dockers are. Now, off the text, 0419 to get involved, 0419 Zach Williams is on a pretty big deal as well, but I, I think that would be a little bit front-ended. Clubs don't just wake up one day and all of a sudden have all these good players and don't know how to mm. pay them. So there is no doubt Zach Williams um, is probably paid more considering they thought he was going to be a midfielder and things have evolved a little bit different than they might have uh, at least imagined. But I think he's actually on a decent deal paying in his best role as that halfback flanker or the halfback running halfback. Indeed, he's a very, very good player in that position. So, yeah, I, I don't have too many uh, concerns for Carlton. Even when we uh, went through the Blues in the budget, actually didn't try and acquire anyone. Just said, just keep uh, evolving as yes. a group. I think David Noble said the same. That he uh, was, I think it was David Noble, was in love with their list profile and thought they were ready to uh, to launch. I reckon it was Brenton Sanderson. Okay, that would make It was sense. definitely He's someone. A, it was a former coach, yeah. and I just presumed it was yes. David Noble. It but, was uh, Brenton Sanderson, uh, who coached me. So uh, sorry for forgetting <laughs> you, uh, Brenton. I'm with you. I, I, look, I think that there, there was no doubt great disappointment this year with how the year ended, but I, I don't think there's anything to. Be overly concerned about if you're Carlton. Just off the text. Now, have you, have you got your 22 there? The Lions 22? I have. Okay, so just off the text. This is from Scott. Reese Matheson could be off to Geelong. Won't get a game that of That text Brisbane. has come through a couple of times. Now, I'm not saying that Reese Matheson won't be at the Cats. I'm not suggesting he won't 
change clubs, although I haven't heard it a great deal prior to this text machine firing up on it. But the odds are that if he isn't able to get a regular game at Brisbane, he probably won't be able to get it at Geelong next year, even though there is a vacant spot now with Joel Selwood departing the club yesterday. There is, there Um, is. Give me your 22 at the Lions. All right, can I give you 21? Well, well, they're that good. They're going to play one down. Yeah, they're going to play one short. Okay. Um, starting eighteen. Anyway, let's go with starting eighteen. So from the uh, from the backs, Starsevich, who is an outstanding lockdown small and medium defender, Marcus Adams, who needs to remain healthy, but yeah. when healthy, can get the job done on the big boys. And I really liked what Wilmot brought to the table good, late in the season. He's zippy, plays with flair and dash. He's bold. I like him. Loves uh, to dance. The, the scenes of him enjoying mm. that win after Melbourne oh, at the MCG were brilliant. That's uh, that's what it's all about. Daniel Rich, he can play for a while because he plays under his own steam. His left boot is still valuable, so he's off a half-back flank. Harris Andrews at centre-half back, who probably, I think he's best suited playing on the second key forward so that he can uh, help intercept and, 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 and be the uh, the iron fist. And uh, Kitty Coleman is a, is a he is emerging as a very 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 good rebounding halfback who is a better defensive halfback than you think as well. So it's a nice back six, but the talent is in uh, the middle and in the front half. I like prefer McCluggage on a wing. Lockie Neal in the middle uh, speaks for itself. Will Ashcroft, as you mentioned, will probably play more outside than inside. Sam Walsh played almost exclusively on the wing in his first season or two, and then he went inside. So I think Ashcroft will do the same. That is a seriously good uh, centre line. Half-forward line, Zach Bailey's a star. Danaher, we know how good he can be. And Jack Gunston as the third tool. And then Charlie Cameron, Eric Hipwood, and Lincoln McCarthy as the X factor. Big O in the ruck. Josh Dunkley straight into the guts. And on the back of... His finals campaign, you've got to think Berry's found a new role. A run with role, a big body. He physically matched it with Clayton Oliver and physically overwhelmed Clayton Oliver at stages in the second half of that final. That's not easy to do. Nope. Cam. So Berry goes into the middle. And then you've got guys like Jasper Fletcher, who, you know, he might play every week. He might not play at all. He might play somewhere in the middle. His name's in there. Zorko can be a, a mid-forward type. And Cam Rayner as well, who will be starting on the ground somewhere. Absolutely. But that is an incredibly, incredibly talented group on paper. Their system needs some work. But on paper, when you line them all up in January, that Lions outfit should not be dismissed. This is their time. I know it's hard to believe because they've done it for four straight years to actually have a crack to win this thing. But they have gone and said, look, Dunkley, we've convinced you to come here. We've been able to say, hey, you know what, Jack Gunston, it worked for Hodge, it worked for Birchall. They enjoyed their time. Clearly, he wants to do – Like I like where the lines are at. It is a huge, huge ask to front up for five straight years and have a legit crack at a premiership. And as I said earlier, we're talking – honestly, we're talking Geelongs. We're talking yep. Hawthorns. We're talking – even Richmond couldn't do it in year number five, even though those first four years were outstanding. We've got a team in Brisbane, and it's great because five, six years ago, there was a great deal of chat about where the Brisbane Lions are at. Mm. 
how can they control, uh, not control, hold on to their players? Everyone wanted to leave. They were asking for trades. The things that we've seen with non-Victorian teams in the past was a legitimate concern going forward. And uh, the hard work of the football club allows a very, very talented list to kickstart 2023. Mm, so I like it. You've got uh, Kai Lohman, who's got big raps yes. on him as well. He's exposed to AFL footy this season. He might be able to jump out of the ground. Archie as well, who who will add depth. Devin, Devin Robinson. Devin Robertson. They've got Robinson. They've got Robertson. Devin Robertson can add to that squad. Uh, Nakia Cockatoo has played plenty of footy for them and has been able to be healthy. We've got Tom Berry. There's plenty of guys. Jared Lyons wasn't in that 22. I think there's a real query on him over his body, not necessarily his form. Uh, so there's there's plenty in reserve as well. Darcy Gardner, that's a bit of a watch. You'd imagine he might be on the move, but if he hangs around, they are even stronger. Big Darcy Forder, some uh, backup ruck relief as well. Jack Payne, I've got out of the side. I think they're better best served going with the two big boys rather than the three big boys down back. You do mention it there, Jerry Lyons, who had a you know a nice year, but. I think he's out of favour. I know he had the groin issue, and that was a that was a big conversation. He played in the VFL, so he he played in the VFL when he had the opportunity to be selected. No, in the, no, no. In the I final was told, team, is so it? I can not? clarify that. I Please. was told on very good authority that he was his body was only capable of playing seventy percent of okay. the game. So okay. there therefore, you go. Well, there you go. therefore, he basically couldn't play mm-hmm. AFL because he just physically wasn't up for it. So. Um, hopefully he can get that get on top of that across the off season and give himself uh, give himself the best chance to to just basically pick up where he left off before the groins became an issue. All right, perfectly done. Yes, the text machine does work. Zero four one nine one eight seven three two three. We're going to fire into them very shortly and get involved off the phone if you want to have a chat as well. One three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Let's get to David and Eltona quickly. We've got the twenty two and under shortly. We've got maybe the salary dump story where it all started. And we've got plenty more to get into as well. David, what do you got for us? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, thanks. Um, I I have uh, just a trade, and uh, I don't have a solution to it, but maybe you guys can talk about it. But what about Lloyd Meek to Collingwood? We need a ruck. I don't know how we'd get it done, but I feel like, yeah, if Brody Grundy goes, Lloyd Meek could, could be a lovely replacement. Okay. Lloyd Meek to the pies. Let's just have a look. Uh, what, Cam, what, what sort of... What value do you place on Lloyd Meek? So Collingwood have got sixteen, forty-two, and forty-seven. He's not worth no. He's not 16, a first rounder, and he's probably worth a little bit more than forty-two. I, let, let, don't get me wrong. I, I like the kid. I just don't know why Collingwood. They've, they've got Dar- they're backing in Darcy Cameron, Mason Cox, and possibly McStay no, if well, he has got, to play uh, a little bit of that. And they've got a young fella as well. Is it Beg? Yeah. Is it Beg? They've got a young Ruckman. They do as well. So they've got wraps on. I, I don't think they would chase Lloyd Meek. I'm not, I, I think oh, he might have. I, I think he's more Hawthorne-headed was a little bit of a suggestion if he, off if the he arrived, if he if he, if, he, uh, if he appeared on the table for... You know, if you were able, if if Fremantle were like, yeah, we'll take forty two for him, you'd you'd probably grab him. Yeah, but yeah. I don't yeah, no, know. I'm not that saying you wouldn't. Be, I, yeah. I mean, he's talented. I'm not saying he's definitely not talented. I'm I don't simply know saying... that you'd be getting going after him. You know, for anything more than that, or getting uh, getting and too I... deep into that conversation when you have got Cameron and you've got Cox and then you've got Young Beg yeah. ready to go and McStay can if have to Pinch wander it, in yeah. every now and then. Well, they've used Kruger. 
as their second ruck as well. So they might even be keen, Craig McRae, the Richmond influence, might even be keen just to have a makeshift second ruck and allow Cameron to do 90%. All right, Jacob is in Packenham as well, one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Something we touched on yesterday, Jacob, but fire it up again, mate. What do you got? No worries. I've got uh, Jack Bowes, pick seven, pick 25, pick 31, pick 34 of Gold Coast. Uh, for Tom Berry, pick 44, pick 69, and a future first round pick. Can we? Can you? Can you? Can you go through those again? I want to write them down. There is. I need to see them on paper. So go again, please. All right. So you got Jack Bowes yes. and pick seven because they want to offload yep. pick seven as well. Yep. Uh, Gold Coast pick twenty five, thirty one, and thirty four. Yes. Uh, for Tom Berry because Gold Coast have interest in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick 44, pick 69, and a future first round pick. And be tipped around pick 14 to 18. Okay, I like it. All right. All right, let me uh, let's, let's. So I, I, like, I like it, Jacob, without having the exact points in front of me. And I reckon, considering uh, you might have ever looked at it as well, but yeah, obviously the Lions are then able to get Bows into the football club, which only makes them a little bit stronger. You've got to factor in the money, though. Yeah, yeah. you do. But then, you know, which there's might always be the way. problematic for Brisbane. Possibly, but you can soothe it over if you sit down with Jack You're Bose. all about. You, you, I'm all about. You, so I'm not a huge salary cap squeeze are you an guy. accountant in a formal Absolutely life? not, because I look. With the glasses, I look a little accountish-ish. Uh, I'll tell you this. It's, it's not You're right. The money would be the issue. But if they're able to find a way to soothe it, knowing that the CBA is going to go up, you put him in, pick seven comes into your nah, club. That, uh, the more I look at that, too that's hard? way... No, nah, it's just way too... It's, it's way too favourable for uh, Brisbane. Of course it is. But I think that's going to happen with any club who are giving Jack Bowes and whoever the Gold Coast are giving... Pick seven and Jack. That's it's going to be favourable for any Plus club who gets involved in this. Twenty-five, thirty-one, and thirty-four. Well, they need points. That's where that conversation comes from. Well, what did Geelong going to give? Gold Coast aren't in the business just to make Brisbane's life easier. Well, they're, they're supposed to be rivals. This particular deal seems well. Yeah, no, nah, I'm no, nah, I, I can't go with you there. I, I'm telling you that whoever wins, whoever gets Jack Bowes to the football club, and Mitch Cleary this morning was saying that Geelong are, are probably the favourite. They're going to get the favourable deal. With the Gold Coast Suns. Yeah. Okay. Now, you do have to fit in the financial component of it. Hence the reason why the Gold Coast Suns are doing this. But if, if Brisbane are able to pull this off, and that suggestion from Jacob means they get pick seven, which obviously helps them with getting a Josh Dunkley yeah. into your football club. I love club. the effort, Jacob. I love the effort. Uh, you should have come say g'day out at Packenham when I was out there the other week. Uh, I love the effort, mm-hmm. but um, no, that's too far in the favour of... Okay. The uh, rivals in Brisbane. Do you agree that whoever this deal goes down with, it'll be in the favour of whatever team? Well, it depends how you can factor in. Yeah, it depends how you want to factor in the cash component mm. because the the money, the, this is the first of its kind. I, I think this this type of deal. So it's going to be very hard to to factor it in. And I guess, yeah, I guess it'll be different for each club because of their ability to absorb the money. Yeah, and I think. What happens with, say, a Brisbane or a Geelong is Jack Bowes has been in a football club that hasn't had great deal success. So mm. I think he can be able to work that conversation nicely as well, which is where he probably would be more keen to play with a team that might have some success. No guarantees, of course, but might have some success in 2023. You're listening to Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio, and, uh, of course, Trade Mornings for Host Plus. Josh Jenkins, Cam Luke, Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. 
And we do it all thanks to Toyota. Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. All right, let's get into this. All thanks to Beaumont Tiles. Let's have a look at some of the news. And Jack Gunson yesterday makes the decision, tells the Hawthorne Football Club that he'll move to the Brisbane Lions as a free agent in the off-season, uh, as we touched on earlier in trade mornings. And has been a fair topic of conversation in the last 24 hours or so. A lot of that is based around the fact that you would think Brisbane will want to trade for him, even though they don't have to because it dilutes the Dan McStay compensation. Two-year offer to remain at the Hawks, which he has said, no, I want to go and do exactly what Luke Hodge and Graham Burnshaw have done before me and finish my career at the Lions. Josh Dunkley last night, he wins the Western Bulldogs best and fairest. Had an outstanding year. Uh, 52 votes over the last three rounds, including in the elimination final, and uh, was able to get past Tom Liberatore. Aaron Norton finished third. And what has been a uh, big year for Josh Dunkley, has he too heads, or at least wants to head, on a six-year deal to the Brisbane Lions? Hey, Tylers, need stock fast. Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. You can get involved, one 48 one 48 Let's get into this. I heard you on uh, SEN a couple of days ago, you and Andy Marr talking about who you would give the money to from these young kids. I think your conversation was centred around Sam DeConing mm. and Nick Dacos, and it got me thinking, 22 and under, 3, 2 and 1, you would give your cash to. Take right. it away. Now, our conversation centred on those two guys, but it was almost a bit of a philosophical conversation on mm-hmm. tall versus small. So... In the end, it was Sam DeConing, the premiership winning yeah. key defender, mm-hmm. the man who received a Norm Smith medal vote, if you don't mind, um, versus Nick Dacos, who was the runaway uh, rookie of the year. What Absolutely. do we call him here? Nabbers. Rising star. Oh, that'll do. Uh, so for me, 3-2-1. So in terms of the highest paid uh, player or who I would pay the the most mm-hmm. out of the 22 under 22. It's an incredible team. I think we found, well, I found seven or eight guys in that squad who I thought would be in the top 5% of their position, uh, you know, at the peak of their power. So Sam DeConing was one. Nick Dacos was another. Andrew Brayshaw is probably already there. Mm-hmm. Aaron Norton is close to there already. Max King, Luke Jackson, Sam Walsh, and Bailey Smith are all pretty much there already. Uh, so my three, two, one, if I can find it, I've got that many notes here. It's not funny. I just do that much prep. Uh, I'm just thinking about the mega, mega, mega trade that you're about to get oh, belted for in uh, 10 minutes time. Go uh, on. One for me was uh, Nick Dacos. So he's at three for me. I am slanting toward the big dogs, but uh, I love Dacos. I love the composure that he plays with. Brilliant kick. Just keen to see what it looks like, what life looks like for him week to week next year. With a uh, in an NFL term with a year's worth of tape on him. Yep. I'm just keen to see what it looks like. I'm not putting the slows on him by any stretch. I'm just keen to see whether there is a continual uh, uh, rise in his performance. And even if he holds where he's at, it's still an elite level. Uh, I would pay at number two. 
I would go with Luke Jackson, my guy, Action Jackson. He is a uh, – the only time he's been exposed to the number one ruck role, in my opinion, he was the second best player in the ground. So I still think he will be a, uh, a, a an outstanding ruck, and I think they'll be able to find a role for him. Hopefully he can evolve that forward uh, nous and craft and be able to kick 0.8 goals per game. That will be more than enough. And as difficult as it was to leave out my man, Sam DeConing, mm. I've gone to the other end of the ground and I've gone with the astronaut, Aaron Norton, as the one of that 22 I would pay the most to because I believe uh, you can find it's harder to find a key forward than it is a key back. Aaron Norton could go back. I don't know if my man SDK could go forward. So therefore, Aaron Norton would be the highest paid player in the 22 under 22. He's a hard worker. He can jump on packs. He can do everything. He's the man. All right, for me, and I left Dacos and Brayshaw out of this somehow. I think Nick Dacos is going to have an incredible career. And I think when you've got a Dacos name at the, mm-hmm. at the Collingwood Football Club, I, I desperately hope he gets to keep the number. I know it, has, it hasn't been determined yet. He's spoken about wanting to keep the number. Hopefully he gets to keep the number. I understand the wonderful tradition as to why that number is dished out to the highest draft pick each and every year, but he deserves to wear it due to the family. And Brayshaw was incredible. Like, what incredible. a year. Incredible. And Freeman are going to have to pay him, and they should be paying him for a decade, 12 years to come. At number three, I've got Sam DeConing. And had Sydney had actually given anything in the second half on Saturday, I think Sam DeConing would have won the Coleman. His first half was incredible. He had that bad kick. Kicked the, uh, sorry, the, the Norm Smith. I don't think he'll ever win it. No, uh, I agree. Coleman. That's the umpire's fault, not uh, his. Uh, no, he, Norm Smith is what I meant. He put it out on a full early, and I thought, hang on. Kid in front of 100,000, how's this going to go? Two minutes later, he gets it in a deep back pocket and hits a chest. Uh, he was incredible in that first half. He was incredible when the game was kind of hot. Give it to Luke Jackson for all the things you said yesterday. You've got him at number two as well, as do I. And I'm giving number one to Max King. Now, there's a little wayward inaccuracy when it comes to some of his kicking at times, of which we've talked in the media and the fans, no doubt a lot about. But Max King is incredibly important to the St Kilda Football Club. And once he gets going, once he gets going, getting the pill and marking it isn't the issue. It's the accuracy. And if they're able just to work with that as he matures in, gets a bit more confidence and develops, I think he goes to a whole new level. And St Kilda are pinning their next decade on this young man. And if it's not this crew, it's the next premiership crew to have a crack at with their list build. So for me, Max King, number one. I like it. No knock. You can't knock. No, you can't. Go through the team. It's an embarrassment of riches in that 22 under 22. This is the 22 and under team from this year, okay? Hayden Young, who's on a long-term deal at the Dockers. Sam DeConing, we touched on, and Nick Blakey, who's a big part of the Sydney Swans. Nick Dacos, who we talked on. Tom McCartan had an outstanding season. And Jordan Clark at the Dockers. Noah Anderson at the Suns. Andrew Brayshaw's the captain in the middle of the ground. And Adam Chera, who probably didn't go to the level of which some people thought this year, but he had some injury concerns late in the year, which definitely uh, disrupted him. Connor Rosie, Aaron Norton, Jack Ginnivan. There you go. Keziah Pickett, who, uh, well, you're trying to get him out of the club, but uh, we know how talented he is. Max King, who we touched on, and Isaac Rankin, who's about to get one and a half from the uh, Adelaide Crows. Luke Jackson, Sam Walsh, who's the vice captain, and Bailey Smith, 
And then Chad Warner, who uh, arrived this year and was huge and played a really good grand final. Uh, Caleb Sarong, Isaac Quainer, and uh, your man Coleman mm. from the Brisbane Lions. So there you go. That's a 22 and under team. Seriously, seriously good team. I yep. I prefer Ben King over Max King. I, I, look, I'm not arguing that a point. A little more versatile. I'm just wa- wondering to see how he gets back from the ACL, which he no doubt will. But I just, uh, right now, I think Max King's more important than St Kilda. Yep. Uh, you know, and geez. They, the Gold Coast Suns deserve to be complimented in the way they were oh, able yeah. to find two guys to go in yep. and kick bulk goals without him. But I'm a huge Ben King fan as well. Yeah, and one uh, in maybe or Chol who will go the distance. Some breaking news, Cam, just quickly. Yes. Uh, a good buddy of mine, a very good friend of mine, mm-hmm. Luke Dalhouse has announced his retirement after 12 years of AFL footy. Uh, little Lukey Dal leaves the game after playing 71 games for the Cats after crossing from the Western Bulldogs uh, when he moved in the ahead of the 29, 2019 season as an unrestricted free agent. A 2016 Premiership player, 2016 All-Australian squad member, and one of the more energetic and bubbly little fellas you could ever hope to play with. And I'll tell you this, I think in around 2013, 2012, maybe 2014, he was their centre-half forward of the Bulldogs. They had a little bit of a height a issue at fella. different times, and he had to front up and play centre-half forward at different times. Outstanding footballer, Started as a rookie, yep. over 200 games, premiership. Mm. Sensational. Capped it off nicely with that flag in 2016. You're listening to Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio. It is Trade Mornings. Josh Jenkins is here. I'm Cam Luke. We did all thanks to Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians and for Toyota. Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. You probably can't hear this. That's me grabbing the microphone and I'm shaking with anticipation and nerves because on the other side of this, it has been a four-hour debacle this morning around the mega mega trade <laughs> and i have no idea where it's going to end up let's, let's find out on the other side of this you're listening to continental tires afl trade radio engineered in germany proven in australia search continental tires today i'm nervous i'll be honest so uh, you and I got together on Tuesday. You did a, uh, it wasn't a mega, mega trade, but it was a, it was an accurate trade. I liked it. It's like, okay, well, cool. You've got players that would involve Richmond and the Giants and all the rest of it. It's cool. Yesterday was interesting. You you angered the the Collingwood faithful. You included Jordan Degoe, and then the uh, the Trade Radio digital team didn't help you out by no. uh, leaving a pretty key critical part of the situation out by not uh, or by paying uh, Hawthorne paying half of Tom Mitchell's salary. So that didn't help you. And then today's been an absolute mess. You, Benny, Sam, you've been thrashing it out since quarter past five this morning. So I now just push back and allow you to try and make of this what you will. Take it away. Well, look, my employee uh, threw some threw something at me that included just absolute nonsense. Mm-hmm. There was picks in there that were just that have just been uh, well, brought in from thin air, to be honest. So. This is where we've landed, emphasis on we, have landed for today's mega trade. Brisbane, the Doggies, and the Dockers. uh, Three-state trade. So the Brisbane Lions will receive their recent best and fairest winning midfielder, Josh Dunkley. They'll get their man. So Josh Dunkley arrives in Brisbane. 
The dogs receive the big man that they are chasing, Rory Lobb, and pick 15. The Dockers will receive a future second-round pick and a future third-round pick. Now, circling back, the Lions will give up 15 and a future second for Dunkley. So they get Dunkley and they give up 15 and a future second. The Dogs get Lobb and 15 and they give up Josh Dunkley and a future third. Fremantle are receiving the future second and future third and they are giving up Rory Lobb. Rest my case. Now, I will say this. That is a hell of a lot better than what it was looking like, you know, not even well, 20 let's... minutes ago because you had the dogs getting something that no one was offering. And uh, I think that's... I didn't. Well, whoever did, your My assistant. Employee. Whoever you want to uh, try and work that out. So, let, all right, so Josh Dunkley leaves. Okay, so the dogs get Rory Love in 15. Look, I, that's not too bad of an idea. It's not too bad of an idea. I don't think these all need to bad. be inter- intertwined, but I, I don't mind it with the Dockers... I think the Dockers, and I've said this yesterday, if I'm the Dockers, I'm not giving up Rory Lobb. He's got a year to go under contract, and they need someone inside 50 to be able to help them, in particular with Logue leaving, who doesn't play a great deal of forward. I get it. Um, So they get a future second and a future third. I'm not certain how that helps them in 2023. I think the Dogs are a little tougher, but they've got to be able to fit all those tools into a working relationship. You can't sell everything for next year. You've still got to have... And I, I agree. The next five years, but uh, no, but I think they've done that by giving Luke Jackson a decent deal. Yes, of course, I, he helps them in both. Phases. I just think the Dockers need to strike while the iron is hot, and for a team that hasn't won an AFL premiership, you don't want to be like we're right there, and then all of a sudden we let Lob go because he wants to leave. We had him under contract, and we can't garner enough goals next year again, and you just get to the second week of the finals again. So it's not, it's not too bad. I, I I will speak out of school here by saying. You've actually made something out of absolutely nothing, which is where it was about two hours ago. Well, yeah, I'm distributing, redistributing my retainer from uh, BL to Sammy. Yeah, there you go. Uh, trade up to Continental Tires, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tires today. Now, just off the text, I think it's the same person, but if it's not, it's a, it's a similar theme. Do you mm. blokes not rate John Newcomb? Polled as many Brownlow votes as Nick Dacos. He polled more coaches' votes than Nick Dacos. I will speak for me before you get to me. I I, I love Jai Newcomb and what he does at the Hawthorne Football Club. I just, based on what we spoke about today, would not give Jai Newcomb a million dollars a year, which was no. the uh, the crux and, of and, that segment. And he's not in the... He's not in the team. He's not in the team for a start, so that makes it hard. And he's not in front of... To, to me... He's not in front of Warner or Sarong or Brayshaw or Anderson or Walsh or Bailey Smith. Now, you can make a case that maybe he's in front of Adam Chera, but I Adam Chera's early season form was really strong. And then you know what happened? Once Kennedy and Cripps and Walsh, once all those guys were fit and able, who was squeezed out of the centre bounces? Well, the guy, and he also struggled with that back injury late in the year as and well. And he was pushed out to a wing. He was moved to be the extra around the stoppage and, and not necessarily attending centre bounces. I may well be made a fool of, but I'd love to see his uh, average centre bounces attended 
from the start of the season and what it looked like uh, later in the season because I think he was the one who was squeezed out often. I'm uh, I'm high on Adam Chera. I think he's a very very good pickup for Carlton and will be so for quite some time. At Trade Radio to get involved via all our socials as well. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians and for Toyota. Toyota certified pre-owned in a class of its own. How long until the mega mega trade? Hits our social media. It's, it's, up, mate. it's already up. Oh, it's already up, is it? Straight I up. I don't muck around. Straight into it. Well, they mucked around yesterday when they left out a key component. But outside of that, they will not miss. So if you want to have a quick chat to us, one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. We'll get to that on the other side of all of your calls and text messages after this. The Early Trade Recap for Toyota. Toyota certified vehicles carry a 90-point inspection and 12 months free roadside assist. Search Toyota Certified. The early trade recap this morning, a little bit different. It was Sam Edmund, who was uh, joined by Matthew Lloyd. We do it all thanks for Toyota. Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. Matty Lloyd said, Brad Scott to Essendon. He's having an interview today, meeting today. It's no certainty. He said that both Adam Uzo and James Hurd both presented well to the football club. So there's a bit of, you know, groundswell in the media mm. in particular. That You know, if it's Brad Scott's job, if he wants it, Matthew Lloyd said, hey, you know what? He'd be good, but hey. Let's not just discount the other two who have already met. And Adam Uze has been back at least twice to the Essendon Football Club. He also said with Jack Gunston and Tom Mitchell leaving Hawthorne, he's worried Hawthorne may regress due to a lack of experience around the young group, which, of course, can be an issue, JJ, isn't it? Can like be. It's, yep. it's not saying it definitely is detrimental to the football club long term, but there's no doubt you need those veterans to be there. Well, that's we've seen it across the board, haven't we, with the two new teams that have come in, uh, bringing in some talent alongside them and then you know we've seen a Birchall and a Hodge as you mentioned off the top go to the Lions we see you know some some more uh, I think the Kangaroos were keen on acquiring someone in that in that uh, same vein who can who can be reliable and uh, David Mundy would be the one I'd ask the question of if you were if you were looking for someone to uh, to, to to plug in and play you know every three of every four and and be a great influence on the group. But, um, yeah, he'd be the one I'd ask. And last time, of course, Josh Dunkley won the best and fairest. This is a little early trade recap. He wasn't on the show, Luke Beveridge, but he did have this to say last night at the best and fairest around Josh Dunkley and his desire to get to Brisbane. It's been a journey, and obviously in my first year achieving the, the ultimate success was something that I'll never forget. And to share that with the teammates and, and the coaches that were involved and the whole footy club in as a whole was just an incredible feeling and to fall so short last year by just a just a whisker was obviously disappointing but um, I'm sure the group is going to push forward and yeah I'm really obviously grateful for my time and um, it's hard it's so hard being up here right now to be honest it's uh, hearing what Bebo just said and um, yeah it makes me really emotional to be honest just the, the uh, yeah the support and every, all the love that I get from all the fans and I'm very grateful for it. And that was Josh Dunkley, who, of course, won the best in Ferris last night, speaking after Luke Beveridge had this to say. And, and I'm really grateful, I think we all are, that he's um, you know, been mature and respects his time at our football club, that he's here tonight to really see it through. It's a real shame. Um, I describe Josh as, as the glue in our team. He does all the hard team things unconditionally, and we're going to need more of that from his teammates or former teammates next year and he is a real diamond you know that um, we discovered and pinched from under Sydney's nose all those years ago there you go 
Mm. Luke Beveridge speaking after uh, we heard from Josh Dunkley. He wins the best in Ferris and now wants to head to the Brisbane Football Club Every, on a six-year deal. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the situation is. If a, if a and it's not a super common occurrence, but Josh Dunkley deserved exactly that last night. He deserved the warm round of applause. He deserved the pats on the back, and he deserved the well wishes. Now he can be grumpy that he's leaving, but save that for. Today, he deserves – he is the best and fairest. He put his heart and soul into the season, and it was good to hear. You know, even when he started to sort of get emotional and you could hear the crowd chime in and give him, you know, a great round of applause. So, well handled by all. Before we go, let's hear from Tom and Eildon, who joins us on the line. Last call before we get out of here. He wants to talk about the dogs. Of course, Luke Dahlhouse, former dog, premiership dog, announced his retirement this morning from the Geelong Football Club. Tom, uh, you got about one minute, mate. What do you got for us? Yeah, just a couple of quick ones. Boys, cheers for taking me call. Um, I think that just speaks volumes of the kind of club that the Bulldogs are. Like, uh, good clubs understand when it's time for people to move on. And, I, I, like... I like where the dogs are going, like letting guys that want to explore their options, like if Dunkley, Hunter, like Zane Cordy, Josh Shackey, the guys that have been named, want to leave like and uh, go somewhere else for opportunities, like let them go and, and give your chance, yourself a chance to reset. And I think they're setting themselves up really well. And um, it's really sad to hear Dalehouse retire today. I, I was a big fan of his when he was at the dogs and, you know, same sort of thing. Understand when the guy wants to go, let him go. But, uh, JJ, do you think now that he's retired, do you think that'll open up a list spot and let Brad Close get off the rookie list and, and onto a longer-term deal at the Cats? Uh, well, eventually that will happen. Yes, make no mistake about it. Brad Close will be on a uh, longer-term deal. He uh, said it a couple of times. Our fourth best player, I thought, without having seen the fi- grand final replay in its totality uh, on the day. He was uh, incredibly good. So, yes, he's been a great find for the Cats. He'll get a long-term or longer-term deal and more security and more money. And I wonder who the next Brad Close will be, Cam. There's one or two or three out there. Geelong have an incredible knack to be able to continue to find these players who stand up and play big roles in teams that are very good. Uh, and I think, uh, we mentioned it early, Josh Dunkley's relationship with Luke Beveridge, which he's spoken about, I think shines through. He's a great character person. Premiership player, of course, and I think that was fairly obvious last night where the dogs are going to play hardball but also understand the situation at. And uh, JJ, Mega Mega Trade, I'm glad that you got there in the end. I'm out of here. I was worried about you. Someone comes and gets me. Did Geelong BNF tonight? It is. The Kaji. Who wins it? I reckon Mark Blitarves will win it. There you go. there's There's a host. There's a host of possibilities. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians and for Toyota. Toyota certified, pre-owned, in a class of its own. We're out of here. Sarah and Josh are taking next.